gather across the northeast. The Clark. My debut 1990 September, Bristol City away to get that opportunity, what oh, thousands of Geordies only dream of. Lee Clark, Lee Clark 1-0. Williams. I first scored of a sudden underway at Leicester, uh, it was a left foot volley. I didn't realise my left foot was for kicking the ball with it as well, I thought it was just for standard. Hignett. Playing against Chelsea and, and to score the first goal there is something that still lives with me now and it's it's what most people have talked to me about. Every weekend, it's the three legends banter and rivalry across the northeast on the tune, the cat, the red. Oh, yes, it is that weekend, boys. Ahead of the big game, Borough taking on Aston Villa. No, sorry, sorry, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody been doing a spot of decorating this week? Yeah, mate, yeah. I've just been up to do a quick touch up. Oh, well, it hasn't happened for quite a few years, but you've got one. Uh, poor Clark, he's sitting there wondering which way to turn, isn't he? Yeah, as soon as he's pulled the shirt on for both of them. <laughs> oh, gosh. Where do you want to start? Can you believe what's going on there? We've got to talk about hey. that surely first. Daz, come on. Got Try and defend mate, your club. I don't think you mate, can. I, I've looked always into everything, mate. I've tried, but... Uh, there's just no way on earth I can't even think of the process the thought process that went into it mate I really can't I just think it's absolutely bizarre I mean who who in the right mind sanctioned that is just ridiculous oh. I mean well, listen, Daz, it's, no, Daz it's going to be uh, it's going to be a decision that's going to haunt the club for a long long time because it's all it's always going to get brought up now isn't it especially when these games come around again if Hopefully they'll be coming around on a much regular basis, um, but like you say, who sanctioned it? But in any in any game, who rules out the red carpet for their opponents' fans and stuff exactly, like that? Uh, even exactly. for the opposition team, you mean you, you make yeah. it as hard and as uncomfortable as possible? I mean, shouldn't be letting you these secrets. But when I was manager of uh, Huddersfield, got them to paint the um, the away dressing room chocolate brown, put lower wattage I- bulbs in. Put the radi- yeah. in the su- in the summer games. Put the radiators on so they couldn't turn on. them down, and then got in the winter games. Got the radiators switched off so they couldn't switch them on. <laughs> they might as well have put a jacuzzi and all that in the Newcastle dressing room for the players. Mate, eh? Unbelievable, mate! Unbelievable. I, I, honestly, I, I scratch my head thinking about it. I just don't. I don't see where it's comfort. For me, mate, as well, it's taken away from you know from what. What is going to be, you know, a fantastic day and a fantastic game? Do you know what I mean? They've just kind of like it's overshadowed it massively. Overshadowed it, it massively. You know, Does the, it? the fans. We, I mean, the fans. We, we are, let's be honest. Part of it was because of the damage that might have been caused by Newcastle fans if this all the the, the Sunderland stuff was still up. Do you, do you think that's a, any excuse? I mean, they're trying I, to I clutch at straws, as far as I'm I mean, concerned. But I mean, I mean, why are we giving them a lounge anyway? You know, this it, well, is the thing. I don't know any, any any fans that go away and get a lounge somewhere. It's like it's surely like, you'd sell that lounge anyway if you didn't give it to them. Exactly, mate. Yeah, it's, nah, it's, it's bizarre, for tomorrow's mate. game without a doubt. Yeah, it's like it's Clark. Bizarre. He says you want to make it as horrible as you can for them, don't you? Where, of course you do. 
they want to hate coming there and don't want to come back for a long time. hundred percent. To roll out the red carpet, it's just nuts. Well, that's it, and it's part and parcel of the game, is it? You know what I mean? You, you know, you, you know, we've we've all played in these derby games, and you know, you go to the stadium, and it's 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 hostile, and you, you know, you 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 don't get what what you think you're getting type on it. You know, like Clark, he's just described there. You know, things happen behind the scenes that you know go on in dressing rooms, this that and the other. You know, Jesus Christ, you roll roll out the red carpet, and you know, take down stuff and, and put uh, Newcastle and stuff up. I mean, that way. You know, this just well, it's on it's on top crazy. of the ticket situation, does isn't it? I mean, the fans were Aye. already up in arms because the season mm. ticket holders of Sunderland were being moved to to accommodate the Newcastle yeah. six thousand, and uh, now they've done this. I mean, if yeah. if the if they don't win the game tomorrow, you know what's going to happen, don't you? Oh, it's going to get yeah. the heat's going to get turned up really on the. Um, on on the well, on the owner, the boss, because ultimately he's the boss. It's the people he's em, em, employing in the football club. Surely it's been put to some senior management in the club to say, "Is this okay if we do this?" You know. Yeah, well, so, you know, like you said, mate, it's got to have been sanctioned somewhere along the line. You know, for for the actual things to go ahead, that's happened. You know, inside the club. You know, let alone that the, you know moving season ticket holders. You know, to put uh, you know the fans in this and the other. Uh, you know, it's just some some of the things that have gone on is just for me is just taken away from and overshadowed. Obviously, you know, you know the, what a game that we've all been looking forward to for for many many years. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. I totally agree, and it's uh, it's it's changed the narrative a little bit in terms of for Sunderland in terms of. Uh, you know they could have went into the game. I'm not saying it's a free hit at all, but they, they could have went in. The pressure's on your castle. Their young Aye. squad, Sunderland's young squad, could have went in and really enjoyed it. But this has put the onus on them because, as I said, I think uh, they're under massive pressure to win because I think that there's going to be a revolt after the game if they lose and with what's happened. I think it's been well, quite. I know there's. I know they've had a little pop at the moment. The Sunderland fans are angry and disappointed, but I think they've tried to keep a lid on it and, and try to make sure that they can get behind the team tomorrow. Aye. But I think if it doesn't work for them, oh God, you should have to think what could happen. Well, this is the thing, mate, and I, you know I'm hoping. Obviously, the fans, you know, do do put it aside for the time being. You know, do get to the game, do get behind the, the lads and support them because. No, this is going to have a bit of pressure on the lads as well. Do you know, we're going Definitely. out there to try, you know, try and perform. Thinking, you know, look, you know, if it, if you know, if we start bad, you know, that you know, the fans are going to get up. You know, the crowd. It's funny, isn't the it? Crowd, this and the other. It's funny because we're all talking about all the pressures on Newcastle. So we were even saying this last week, and with the, the yeah. results Newcastle have had, and obviously midweek at Liverpool, all the pressure was massively on Newcastle. But now we've sort of half turned and we said, well, listen, Sunderland have got a bit of pressure now because of what's gone on. It's mad, totally isn't it? Right. It's mad yeah. to put yourself in that position. Yeah, exactly. Well, this is it, mate. You know, we, we've said it all along. You know, and you, for us, for us, there's the, there was no pressure going at the game. You know, you got to go in and enjoy the game. Obviously, you want to win it, uh, perform, and obviously, you know, do the best you can. But for Newcastle, obviously, with the situation they've had, obviously, you know, being in the Champions League, being in the Premier League, you know, doing extremely well, you know, all all the pressure was on them, mate. But now it's just like you say, it's 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 more or less done a done a turn. You know, and, and now the, now there's pressure on equally on both sides because obviously Newcastle's you know still, you know obviously want to win the game and obviously everyone would probably expect Newcastle to win the game. However, now Sunderland have got the pressures of thinking, well, if we don't start right, if we don't get things right, we're going to lose everybody. Eh? Do you know what I mean? And it's it's a massive pressure, and especially on a young side going into where you know what what is classed as a, as a massive game. Yeah, it's huge. 
it's huge. I think it's I think it's flipped it. Um, they haven't done themselves any favours by this. It's it's turned the narrative back onto Sunderland, where you rightly said the narrative was about um, you know Newcastle on a on a poor run in terms of results coming off the back of a game at Anfield there where they, they could have been hit for a seven or eight in all honesty. Um, so it's um, no, it's all to play for again. Yeah, well, it is, mate. It's all, it's all up in the air. What's, <laughs> uh, usual. what's the what's the injury situation like for you guys, Daz? Yeah, I mean, just, you know, we've, we've got a couple, couple of obviously. Uh, it's does does what possibly one change from from last uh, the other week's uh, <coughs> squad uh, mate. Uh, you know, it was going to be a, a, a late check uh, on on uh, Patrick Roberts uh, to see how he is. Um, he had a tight hamstring had to come off. Um, Mm. that mate, it's it's you know it's it'll probably be a similar squad than, than what we had. But I mean, the pleasing thing obviously was you know Rusan got on the score sheet. Uh, you know, a great great goal got across the front of the defender uh, from you know what was a, a tremendous run from uh, Jack Clark. Because you know there, there was a foul in there, but you know Jack Jack stayed on his feet. Uh, you know and, and managed to carry on. Uh, referee played a great advantage in all fairness because he could have pulled it back. Um, you know, and obviously to get Rusan's first goal, so hopefully that's settled settling him in a little bit because it's difficult for him. And, you know, he's he's over here. You know, he's not great with the language. You know, his family's not here. Obviously, with all the stuff that's going back uh, on back home in the U- uh, Ukraine. So for him, it yeah. took it took a lot a lot of time. You know, for all his work and, his, and that he does and all his effort that he puts in. You know, just needed that goal, and you know, thankfully he got that last week. Daz, I was at the game. Um, I thought Sunderland were good first half and, and Pritchard in particular who was a real pain for Preston they didn't know how to deal with him when he was coming in off that right hand side and, and playing yeah. in the middle of the pitch and he'd scored a great goal um, but second half uh, I was a little bit worried because they just stopped playing didn't they? They didn't it have any efforts on goal uh, yeah, yeah I mean they didn't I, listen they didn't need to do anything because Preston were I thought Preston were really poor if I'm honest yeah. uh, and didn't really pose any threat and, and Sunderland looked like they were playing a little bit of keep ball and it almost looked like the Newcastle game was, was on their mind in the second half and they didn't really want to overexert themselves or get injured um, but it was yeah. a comfortable win wasn't it even though the, the quality of, of opposition wasn't great yeah it was mate you know like you say I mean you know we've had situations throughout the season mate where we haven't started games well and we've gone behind you know this one you know we first 45 minutes was great uh, you know second was like you say night and day uh, but for me it's a head scratcher with Pritchard. Um, mm. You know, I'm, I'm a, I like him. You know, I, I, I think he creates stuff. I think he, he sets the tone. He sets the tempo. Uh, you know, he calms the game down when need be. He gets on the ball. He gets himself in dangerous areas like he did for his goal. Uh, you know, and obviously I'm pleased he got his first goal as well. You know, because it's, you know, for me he needed it. And I, I just, I scratch my head thinking like, what don't people see? You know, because every time he comes on, he has an impact in the game. When he starts a game, he has an impact, and I just, you know, they, they leave him out quite, quite often on, on Does, the bench. Is he because he doesn't fit the, the profile of the player they want? I think it is, mate. I think it is, but you know, for me, because you can't think, doubt the quality of him, can you? Mate, Every time quality, I've seen him play, he's been Sunderland's best player. Yeah, well, this, I mean, this is the thing, mate. You know, the, the, the obviously what's coming back is that he doesn't fit the pro, you know, profile of what they want. But for me, you know, he. He can affect games, you know. He affects the tempo, you know. He he drives people forward, you know. Like you say, he's a dangerous, dangerous player when he's on the ball. Um, you know, I just I don't get it, mate. But obviously, you know, I, I I don't work with him, you know, week in week out. I'm not on the training pitch. I can't. Obviously, you know, my my question is just why he doesn't start so much. 
does when you see doesn't fit the profile what they're looking for like this is the thing mate I, I'm not it's, 100% it's sure the age I, thing I think Clarky. Um, yeah I, I think yeah because yeah. I think the way he plays mate is, is no dissimilar to a, to a few of the players we've got like Roberts you know and, and Jack yeah. Clark and people like that you know so I don't understand like, so I'm like I when, I've, when I've seen Sunderland play he's been uh, quite inventive he's been the one trying to Aye. open doors make the little pass the final pass and he, he, you know he seems to make the, the tempo of the game he just dictates it for them so Totally, I mean, man. Hey, listen, I'm all for the young players and, you know, big believe on young players, but sometimes you need a bit of an older head as well, don't you? You need a few of them splattered about the team to make things work. Well, you do, mate, yeah, because like you say, they dictate, you know, they, they get the tempo up, they, they know what to, to, to calm the game down, you know. It's things like that that, you know, that you need around, obviously, young players. You know, we, we, we've all been there, we've all been young players coming in, you know, the older players try and guide you and help you and obviously, you know, set the tempo, etc. Um, so for me, you know, he's he's an important part of the, the the team at the moment, this moment in time. You know, Dax out now again, injured. Um, you know, he's he's he's. You know, we always had a question that, that, mark with him. That was always the injuries. big worry that we talked about, wasn't it? When the same it was we said about yeah, his was. injury history. Yeah, definitely, mate. And he's you know he's had his ups and downs, and and unfortunately, you know, we, in, in what in the past you know three four months he's been out you know out a couple of times so. You can't always obviously rely on him coming into the side. So, you know, for me, Patrick Robbins, you know, he's an experienced lad, you know, and I think you need mm. him in amongst those young players. Yeah, yeah. So, um, who who who, who we've got to look out for tomorrow? Who's your danger, man? Whew. Well, we've got to win Jack Lords, mate. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I mean, I mean, Jack's obviously Jack's obviously hitting form again. You know, he's back in form. I mean, Patrick Roberts was, uh, you know, but obviously he's, he's a big question mark because he had a tight hamstring. Uh, obviously got uh, taken off. Um, I think it was against Rotherham. Um, and, you know, and, and uh, he's going to be a, a last-minute decision, uh, to be quite honest. Obviously, you, you know, you've got Bellingham. You know, who, who can produce the goods? Um, Pritchard. Neil. So I think Neil. Yeah, Neil. You know, I like Neil. He's a wholehearted mate. You know, he he's, he loves the tackle. You know, which is obviously a bit, it'll be great uh, for the game. Um, you know, he's and I just because totally he's been getting a little bit of media attention the last few weeks. I've noticed it, Neil with I, potential Premier League clubs looking at him. Do you think he's ready at that level at the moment? I. I'm not too was sure, mate. Liverpool, I think, Daz, wasn't there? There was talk of Liverpool, yeah. mate. Yeah, definitely, yeah. And I think, obviously, you know, it's 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 getting hyped <laughs> up, you know, this, that, and the other. But, you know, for me, you know, another year in, in, in the Championship or, you know, or maybe, you know, getting in, in the playoffs and, and possibly getting into the Premier League. Obviously, you know, we're never saying that, never. Um, you know, I think he needs another year, another year, and then let's see where he's at. Um, but obviously the question marks around Jack Clark because you know he's he's been doing well again and obviously you know he's he's always had a there's always been somebody in the background obviously you know Burnley obviously had a, we're after him so for me you know we've got we've got three or four there mate going forward obviously hopefully Rusan like I say you know starts to 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 gel um, better yeah. than he has done obviously in front of goal uh, you know like I said he got his goal which is fantastic and hopefully that that'll kick him on um, but yeah it's. I just the you've, uh, is, in in the league is to play this possession based game. You try and dic- dictate the tempo, yeah, yeah. If the if the game, so do you think that'll change the tactics tomorrow? We is being up against think, a Premier League team and obviously a lot more experience. 
I think I think potentially it will, mate. Yeah, to be quite honest, and I think obviously, you know, I've I've seen Newcastle. You know the way they start some some games, you'll start high tempo and getting your faces on the other. Um, you know, so for me, it's you know I think there'll be a slight change. I think you know Michael will have been working on stuff on the training ground. I don't think we'll take away from from obviously uh, our attack and flow. I think you know the, uh-huh. we'll 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 still have that. Um, I think, but I think obviously we'll err on the side of caution of obviously you know going hell for leather early doors because. As as we all know, you can do that and, and get punished early doors. And, well, we you know, we've yeah. played in these games, on in the first fifty minutes are just like a whirlwind, exactly. aren't they? It's just absolutely yeah, exactly. manic in it. So yeah. it's everyone trying to get settled down. The crowd, you get influenced a little bit by the crowd. That's what they haven't got to do. I mean, you've got to play the game, not the occasion, and not get involved with what's going on on the terraces and with the atmosphere of both sets of fans, etc. So. Clarky, do you think it'll like catch any of the Newcastle boys by surprise? The atmosphere. I think. Well, yeah, that that's that is one issue, Higgy. For me, I mean, I know we've got a, a couple of local lads in there, Longstaff and Burn, um, Dummett, and around the squad. So they'll be trying to pass on, you know, their knowledge and what the game means to the area. But I, I do think Higgy, yeah, because and why I say that um, when I went to watch Newcastle the other week against Luton. Uh, Luton done a turn on Newcastle and they deserved to win and, but in my opinion they deserved to win because they made it like a championship match mm. and they made it that hectic and there was no flow to the game and it was just blood and thunder it wasn't usually you play it when you know we've been at that level we've all played at the uh, Premier League level and sometimes in certain areas of the pitch in Premier League people find this strange you do get more time on the ball because teams will stand off here a little bit, but whereas in the in the championship it's just everyone hell for leather pressing, you know, make forcing in errors, and I think that's what Luton done, and I think that's what Sunderland may try and do, and I think the Newcastle lads initially they need to get a grips of that as soon as quickly as possible, and plus you take into the fact that. The, the, the atmosphere you know you're up against it yeah you've got 6,000 of your fans there but you know you've got a hostile other 40 odd thousand there and I know they say oh well we've been in hostile environments already this season in the Champions League whatsoever but it's not the same I was over in Dortmund and the Dortmund fans were great don't get us wrong but it wasn't hostile it wasn't a hostile crowd you know what I mean mm-hmm. whereas they're up against it tomorrow in terms of the Sunderland fans so I do think that's a bit that's a it could be a big factor Higgy I think it's a good question to ask and I, that's one that you know you, you, you'll you quickly get to know whether oh have they got the tempo of the game and, and are they ready for what's around the corner because mm-hmm. You can easily say, oh, it's championship against Premier League, but this this is a bit more of a level in terms of the occasion in eight years since the last one, you know? I think it's important think it's that Sunderland make it 11, though, and, and their players have got have got to go out. And, and, and a bit like you said, Clark, you make it into a championship game, make it stop-start, make it horrible to play in, make it, make it a bit of a battle mm-hmm. and, and try and just nullify it all, let them get carried away with the atmosphere and... I think all that is, for me, is, is Sunderland's best chance of getting a result because yeah, I think yeah, if they start definitely. playing nice, nice football, I think they'll get beat and I think they'll yeah, get beat comfortably. It, it, and, uh, and that's not being disrespectful. I think if they try and make it, oh, we'll take you on at football and you take us on, I think 
you know the will the will get beat I, I can say uh, that convincingly um, but like you know I said I, that Luton made it very very uncomfortable for Newcastle on the day when I watched the game um, you know they the, the, the didn't give Newcastle any time and then Newcastle's better players on the uh, you know start getting frustrated with that because they weren't given time they weren't you know the wide players the full backs were going tight all the way with them if if mm-hmm. Anthony Gordon or Almiron were coming so deep for the ball, the fullbacks were on them. They were tight and they were saying, OK, play it over the top. We've got a bit of pace. We'll have a race with you. And uh, what they were doing, Newcastle were still trying to pop it around. And those fullbacks were winning the ball high up. And you could see the Newcastle lads getting deeper and deeper, but getting more frustrated. And I think if that's a game plan Sunderland can use, you know, the, it, 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 you know it might work. You like to think that's after the, the learn after the Luton game. You know how to go and uh, break that type of pressure down. Yeah, totally. I totally agree, mate. I don't think we could, coming from a Sunderland point of view, we could, it can end up being a basketball game where it's end to end because I think you know that that's the worst thing that could happen. That's why I think there'll be a slight change. Um, you know, I think I, I don't listen. I don't think we're going to be defensively, but what I'm saying is, I think we'll be erring on the side of caution. You know, of not getting yeah. broken very quickly, uh, and like yeah, you say, getting in people's faces. Daz, do you think you'll be working without the ball a lot this week? I think potentially we could be, mate. Definitely. Um, you know, I think, you know, Newcastle will have a lion's share of the ball, to be, let's be honest. Um, but I think it's, you know, like you say, it's how we approach it, mate. You know, can we frustrate them? You know, like Clarty says there, you know, can we do it? Can we do a looting? Um, you know, can we can we set our tone and our tempo rather than Newcastle setting theirs? You know, it's, it's all about battle of wills, mate, isn't it? You know, let's be honest. And, I just think, you know, from our point of view, we've got young lads and, you know, we clearly uh, touched on it earlier on there, you know, you've got you've got to play the game and not the occasion, do you know what I mean? And I think mm. it's important that the young lads take that on board and, you know, and approach the game in the right manner, you know, because if, if you go toe-to-toe, uh, you know, in hell for leather, early doors, you know, it, let's be honest, you know, the quality that Newcastle have had this season going forward, you know, could really, really put us in a, in a bad position. I just think that yeah. the more horrible you make the game and the day and everything surrounding it, the better chance Sunderland have had. Of course. Which is, again, listen, you know, which by the way, I worry why, the way I, why they're putting the red carpet out for them. By uh, the way, our lads, we, we, we've lost seven out of the last eight games. Yeah. Our lads won't be yeah. full of confidence. You know, they'll be going in there with a little bit of, oh, you know, it's, it's you know what it's like when you've, you, 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 you have a little run like that and you're thinking, oh, you have a little bit of doubt in your mind, whereas beforehand you hit the pass first time or you hit the shot first time or whatever. When you're a little bit unsure, you maybe take an, an extra touch too many or whatever and it puts you under puts you under pressure. So, you know, suddenly have to use that as well. Newcastle not coming into the game on a good run of form. Clarky, we, we all say, that, you know, Eddie's done a great job and he's got loads of credit in the bank. But if they were to lose this one, does that change things? Well, I got asked that a few times over the last few days, Higgy, and I think, in all honesty, it, it probably will. From my point of view, it, it wouldn't and it shouldn't. But I'm looking from it, you know, um, for what he's done, and, and and this is the first real, you know, blip we've had since he had his players. You know, when I, I look at it, I don't look at it when he first took over in the October. I look at it from that first January window and he brought those lads in to keep us up. Mm-hmm. I look at it from there and it's it's been, you know, an upward trajectory all the way from there. But obviously because of this run and then the magnitude of the game and what it means Saturday, I mean, there's been little, 
murmurs in, in certain media outlets over the last few days about potential replacements, this, that and the other. And you just wonder, you know, where that's come from. Is it, is, you know, it's got to have come from somewhere. Is it, but I just hope that it, it, even if the worst happens tomorrow, God, it doesn't, but if it was, that we give him the support that he deserves. He's, he's given us a terrific 18 months. I know the owners want to get to where they want to be very, very quickly, and that's the top. Um, but, you know, I just hope that we can, you know, show him a little bit of loyalty, a little bit of support when pro- probably he needs it. But I can Marky, imagine... Do you think if he can, and, and he might not be able to, because I don't know who's fit and who isn't, but do you think he'll make any changes from the team that played against Liverpool? I'm not sure who's available from that game. I think they'll wait until the last minute for Trippier. But, I mean, even Kieran hasn't been playing at the top of his game over the last few weeks. So, I mean, maybe him missing the game against Liverpool gives him a little bit of a breather. Just sometimes when you come out of the firing line, you get a little bit of a chance to have a little look around for a few days or weeks you come back in refreshed so if he's fit he, he could possibly change up I don't I don't think there's loads of options for him Higgy to be honest with you from the team that he he sent out at Anfield yeah certainly certainly Wilson is is not involved um so Almiron came you know, on didn't he? he he came on in the game yeah well he'd been um, he he looked a little bit jaded I mean yeah in the defeat against uh Forrest on Boxing Day he he looked a little bit out of sorts, both mentally and physically. So I wasn't surprised that he was left out against Liverpool. So you know that might have refreshed him, just putting him on the bench or whatever. And um, but as I said, I, I, listen, they'll not be full of confidence. They'll not be top of that confidence levels when the run that they're on. And when you throw in, without being disrespectful, you throw in the defeats that we've had against Luton and Forest, um, teams who are near the bottom. It's it hasn't always been the. I know you know we got well and truly beaten at Anfield the other night, but it hasn't always been against what, the though, top Clark, teams. Even though, even though they did get, you know, it could have been eight or nine. It could have easily. Yeah, I mean, De Bravka yeah, was easy. unbelievable. He had one of them games, but they were still in it for a long, long time. Oh yeah, listen, that's one of the that's one of the things of the identity under uh, under Eddie. You know that they never give up, no matter what the scoreline is, and you always think they've got a chance of getting a goal. Certainly, really good from set players. I know Jason Tyndall does all the set players, attacking set players. They've got a good array of uh, different movements from set players, you know, do something a little bit different. So, yeah, they're always a threat from those. Um, so, yeah, listen, it's a mass. If Newcastle can win this tomorrow, it could turn the season around. This one result, and people who might be listening thinking, what, one result? How can that change things? But just gives everyone a lift. You've won a massive game tomorrow um, against your biggest rivals. You're through the next round of the cup. You get a bit of luck at the draw because obviously after tomorrow we've got Man City at home and then Aston Villa away in the league. So it doesn't Uh, it doesn't get any easier. Yeah, it's an interesting Uh, one. Hey, the FA Cup, mate. We love it, don't we? Let's be honest. Well, I'll That's tell you it. what. We've, we've got to take a little break, but um, when we come back, I'd love to get in your in your minds because you're the guys who've played in the FA Cup. You're the guys who've played in derby matches like this. Um, so we'll take a quick break on the three legends across the northeast. We've still got to talk Borough Villa as well because uh, Sunderland Newcastle is not the only game in the northeast in the FA Cup uh, tomorrow. So we'll do all that after this. 
It's the three legends across the northeast. Clark, legend. Williams, legend. Hignett, legend. WhatsApp us, call or send a voice message. Banter at its best. 033-00-43-2002. Right across the northeast, the turn back hat and the red. That number once again for the three legends. If you want to be uh, part of the show today, you can throw your comments in, ask your questions of the boys. Uh, it's a WhatsApp number, 0330-043-2002. That's 0330-043-2002. Uh, Lee, can I ask the first question? You mentioned just before we had the break uh, about winning a massive game and the confidence it can bring. I mean, how massive is massive, Sunderland against Newcastle? How, how do you compare it? PSV Champions League, is it Liverpool, Premier League, Sunderland FA Cup, where does it rank? Uh, for me, it's right up with any game I've played, Dave, um, because of what what's riding on it. The the, the, the fans, the demands, and the, they don't want to lose that game. Because we know lots of Newcastle, Sunderland, Borough fans all work together. You know, they want to have that banter, they want to be able to have that one-upmanship on the, and their work colleagues and all that. So I think it's it's right up there with when you talk about you're playing your Liverpool, your Man News domestically, you're playing in, in Europe or whatever. Um, it, it, for me, the intense, um, the build-up... I mean, for example, the only time we ever stayed overnight for a home game under Keegan was when we played, when we played Sunderland because he, he wanted to take us away out the firing line for a little bit in terms of the intensity of the of the city because it was like you'd stop in a shop or you'd be going to a petrol station or a restaurant or just walk in the street and everyone wants to stop you and talk about the game because it's the, it's the be all and end all for them and that that's why I've been a massive advocate on getting all three clubs back in the Premier League again because I think the fans and the players love the games. How about you, Daz? I mean, what's it what's it like from a Sunderland perspective? This game, is it as big as Clarky saying? Yeah, massive, mate. I like, totally agree with Clarky there. You know, when we've when we've played uh, Newcastle, you know, whether it's been at home or away, you know, we've stayed over it in Sunderland. Um, you know, in a hotel, uh, just you know, just like say, just keep you away, just keep you out of it, because from the moment that draw happened, mate, that's all, that's all the Sunderland fans have been going on about. <laughs> They've just been talking about it. Uh, uh, you know, uh, whoever you see, you know, whoever you speak to, oh, yeah, are, are, are you at the game? Are you, are you going to the game? You know, oh, Newcastle. And it, honestly, mate, it, it takes over. It takes over the fans' lives. This is what it does. And you know, as a player, you, you you feel that. You know, you feel it on your shoulders. You know, you feel that. You know, this is massive. This is the biggest game. You know, the, of the season. You know, regardless of any other game, it's the biggest game of the season. Um, you know, and and and, and that's how it is, mate. And that's how it's always been. Higgy, I'll throw you into this next question because uh, Pete's been on from Gates. Said he's uh, he said he'll be in the Leeds' end. Um, it's, it's in a roundabout way. He's asking, what's it like from a player's perspective to be in these big games? I mean, fans, it's it's nerves, it's anxiety, it's worry. Obviously, if goals go in, it's absolute exhilaration. What, what's it like from a player's perspective playing in these? I'll start with you, Higgy. I mean, you've played in derby matches, mate. I just think they're the ones you look forward to because they're the ones that people will remember you for if you do well in them. I always used to look forward to them because if you've done something in that game, you could be a hero forever. It didn't matter how you played the rest of the season. If you've done that in a derby game, then the fans would remember it. 
And I think I'm right in saying it. Is it the last time these two played was 2016? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And Sunderland yeah. won the last one. So they've had the, the bragging rights for almost seven years now. Were the last six, mate. That's what I was waiting. I was killing Dan. Iggy, they won the last six. So, so that's, you know, that's, that's frightening really, isn't it? To think that, that Sunderland have, have had the bragging rights for that long, won the last six games. Is it a bogey place for Newcastle to go to? I mean, if you're a player, I, I don't suppose that matters because as a player, they weren't involved in it. They're not bothered. They'll just be looking forward to it. But pressure does a funny thing and atmosphere does a funny thing to players and, and some top players. And, and I think this game, because it is so different and, and so heated, intense, I think the atmosphere in this one, and that's why I asked Clarkie the question before, I think it could catch some of the, maybe not the lads, the local lads, but certainly the foreign players. I think it might catch them by surprise. They've all played in atmospheres, but have they played in one that's this? It's it's almost it's hatred, isn't it? It's it's pure. Yeah, it is, mate. You know oh, what I mean? It it's is, it's, yeah. it's like it's yeah. really intense. It's really hostile, and it's it'll be something different that they haven't played in. I don't think before. It, it, it's just it'll be a different thing. So that's why I asked Clarky the question because for me that's the the only chance, and I, I mean that with all the respect in the world. That's the only chance I think Sunderland have of getting a result against Newcastle because I think the quality that Newcastle have got will be too much on a normal game on a normal weekend if it was a football just a normal football match I think the quality that Newcastle got is far too much for what Sunderland yeah. have got Talk I haven't seen you. both of them by the way live this week so I, I watched yeah, I Sunderland live against Preston and I watched Newcastle live against Liverpool um, uh, and that's what I'm judging tomorrow's game on on what uh, I've seen in the week even though Newcastle were, were well beaten by Liverpool. I've still seen things in there that were top quality. Uh, Whereas when I went and watched Sunderland Preston, it it was there was some really good stuff, particularly in the first half from Sunderland, but it was at a slower pace and a slower quality yeah. Uh, yeah. and a less quality, if you like, than what I've seen with Newcastle. Yeah. The hostility, mate, Factory is massive. It's massive. I, it's I huge. remember going to. I, I remember going to St James's, mate. We pulled under the canopy and we were getting off the bus, and the, the, it was just hostile. You know, it was the moment you stepped off that bus. I mean, I waited on the bus for about for a few minutes just till Reedy got off in front of me because he'd take most of the flak. I remember. We played in a game at St James's. I don't know if you were involved or not, Clarky. We got beat one 0 Les Ferdinand scored a header, and it was Ginola's. Yes, I I think Ginola twisted Coxie's blood, didn't he? Oh my God! And listen, before the game, before the game, we were in there. Chubby Brown came into our dressing room before the game, and he'd done like a little ten-minute set. Right, we were all killing ourselves laughing, and then Robbo has, has got up and he, he said, like, you know, this Ginola didn't know too much about him. Um, bit of a fancy Dan Coxie, get close, just kick him. He, he won't fancy it at all. He's not that quick. Um, he's just a little. He, he can be tricky, but just. Anyway, this first 10 minutes, he was unbelievable, Ginola. Big, yeah. strong, powerful, Ridiculous. quick. Everything Robbo had said he wasn't, he was. <laughs> He'd absolutely, and then Coxie's saying to me, Iggy, Iggy, sit in front of me, don't go anywhere. And I'm like, no, you're on your own. I've got to do things up the other end of the pitch. I didn't want any part of what he was he, doing. He, he was scary that night, mate. He, he was frightening. He twisted Coxie into the floor and then he put <laughs> this great ball over for Les Ferdinand to score the big header. header. 
we yeah. got beat one nil, and it, it you know it was a good one nil for us. I thought when we come off the pitch, because <laughs> after that I was thinking, wow, what a player they've got there in him. He yeah. he was yeah, just he, he, he was head and shoulders. He was brilliant. Clarky, what see, the way I see. see the way I got head and shoulders in there, Dave? Yeah, it was very good, yeah. <laughs> Magnificent, wasn't it? Are you getting a box? Are you getting a box sent over? <laughs> I haven't got enough of it. No good for Coxie now, like. Um, no, it's not. He is proper bald, Coxie, have you seen him? He's at York City now with Neil Hardley, and he is, he's got nothing. He's got more hair on his chin now than he has on his head. <laughs> Clarky, what's it been like for you? What are your memories of these of these battles? Oh, um, I've got good memories, Dave, to be honest. We've you know, had a few. I mean, the one that always sticks out was when we were supposed to have... There was a ban on away fans in the mid-90s, so we went to Roker Park. We ended up winning 2-1, Les Ferdinand and Peter Beardsley scored. But as the two goals went in, it meant to be no celebrations, and then you just seen these little scuffles going on in the full <laughs> well end and stuff like that, <laughs> where there's obviously a couple of Geordies trying to sneak in on dodgy tickets. So uh, we had that one. Um, obviously, when Scotty Sellers scored the free kick at St James's, was a game that we should have never even been played. I mean, the conditions were ridiculous. You couldn't pass the ball three yards with the puddles on the pitch. I think the fact that, one, it was a 12 noon kickoff for a derby match on a Sunday. Two, it was a live game when you weren't, you know, diluted with loads of uh, live football at that time. And I think the police must have said, just get this game done and dusted get it over with no matter what the conditions are so Scotty ended up winning it 1-0 for us with a free kick That I remember that one was Terry Butcher was manager and we heard him shouting as he is as they came into the tunnel he was like right well the SAS we're getting in here we'll do our job and we'll get out and we're thinking shut up Terry <laughs> not to his face mate because I wouldn't want to clip off Terry Butcher that's for sure <laughs> no I mean it just honestly it's it's the relief at the end as well that you've that you've got a positive result like Daz mentioned it that you're playing for the support as it's, it's all about them you know the bragging rights and stuff like uh, stuff like that so it's um, no it's it, it's just a massive relief and you're buzzing because you know that you've 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 done the job and what I've said all week mate and I, I think the lads will agree performance is nothing tomorrow results yeah. everything mm-hmm. you could yeah, play the best it. you know either of these teams could play the best performance of the season tomorrow but if they lose doesn't mean two doesn't mean a hoot and it's not one of them games where you can come out and say that the fans are and take positives take positives they, they'll not accept that it, the results are anything that matters play rubbish and win one nil play brilliant Aye. and lose one nil they want to play rubbish and win one nil mm. that's the end end game yeah there is a second game uh, in the FA Cup. We haven't touched it touched on it yet. We've had 40 minutes, obviously, of uh, the Weir Tyne derby. Um, we'll talk about the Borough hosting Aston Villa very shortly. But um, coming up uh, after this show, 7 o'clock, Ian Murder. Let's get him on a, a touch earlier than normal because we've got to get into Borough and Villa. Uh, the Borough fans will be turning off in their droves. Uh, Ian joins us now. Ian, what's on the show tonight? Well, a bit of the old, a bit of the new. Uh, I've got somebody a very special guest who I think the lads know very well who is who knows all about the game when they last played in the FA Cup back in 1956 and he's been to virtually every derby since that's uh, John Gibson the legendary journalist of the Evening Chronicle 
who's celebrating a birthday today. And I'll tell you what, I, he's excited at a three-year-old. And my second guest is a Tyneweird Derby virgin. It's Oscar Paul. He's been covering Northeast football for the Sun for the last four years, but that means he hasn't been to one of these games. But Oscar has a very, very special and a very interesting link to the Northeast. Tune in and you'll find out all about that. Mm. I might as well ask you about your, your memories of, of derbies that you've covered. Yeah, I've, I've covered many. Do you know, it's funny, you talk to John Gibson and people are saying to me, you know, you, you've been watching these derbies since the 70s, but there's John who's been watching them since the 50s, <laughs> which is, is, is incredible. Listen, I love them, I hate them. I look forward to them, I dread them. I want them to start. I'm desperate for them to finish. It's 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 like every other derby, you know. They they, they are different, don't they? I've been the only derby I think which tops this one is is the old firm. I've been to derbies. I've been to the Manchester derby. I don't think that is as good as this one. You know, it's just special. It's unbelievable. What I would say, and I always say this to Newcastle fans who hate Sunderland or Sunderland fans who hate Newcastle, I'll say if you're trapped on a desert island and there's a Newcastle fan, a Sunderland fan, and for argument's sake, a West Ham or Chelsea fan there, the two who'd have most in common would be the Geordie and the Mackham. And I just hope that amid all the rivalry and the tension tomorrow, the, the people there realise that. Cracking. Well said, Ian. Yep. Well Cheers, said, Ian. Ian Murta with black and white and red all over uh, immediately after the Three Legends finishes at seven o'clock. Um, Higgy, Borough playing Villa. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I am a little <laughs> bit nervous about this one, Dave. I have to say, um, after a, a poor result, it has to be said, against Coventry, where I, I thought they were all right in the first half, Borough, and, and they were well in the game, but second half let themselves down a bit. Um Coventry are going well, obviously. You know, they, they've picked up and they, they're starting to motor again, a bit like they did last year. And then I think it's all about the team that Villa put out. You know, will they play a, a Premier League side, if you like, or will they give some of the fringe players a chance? Um, if they do, then good, because that gives Borough a better chance of, of getting something. Obviously, they're at home. Um, but it's going to be a really tough game, Dave. And, and I keep saying about the quality that these teams have got, and especially the teams up near the top end of the, the Premier League. You know, Aston Villa have had a, a really good season this season. They've had some brilliant results. They've played some great stuff. They've scored goals. Um, if they play anywhere near a full-strength side, then I think Borough are going to be in trouble. Um, I think, for me, Borough have to defend a lot better than what we've seen in, in recent weeks. Um, they've conceded some really poor goals, some sloppy goals. They need to be on it and they need to be on it tomorrow if if they're not then it could be a long afternoon for them but saying that you know if they do make changes Villa and, and Borough are on it then first goal I think will be massive you know if Borough can get the first goal give them a bit of confidence something to hold on to then I think that'll make a difference to the game um, but I, th I just think it's going to be a really difficult one for them Josh and, and then that coupled, with, times, coupled with Tuesday as well, you know, they, they go straight from that one to play Chelsea. Um, another home game uh, in the semi-final of a cup, but again, it's a, a Premier League side who, who have got quality. So Higgy, do you not think uh, with the, it's like you rightly say, those two games, they're probably the underdog. Do you not think that takes a little bit of pressure off them? The maybe can play with a little bit more ease. 
I get the fact, listen, once we're out there, we'll expect we're going to win the game. We don't go into any game thinking we're going to lose no matter who your opponent is. But the expectation of majority of people, with the exception of the Borough fans, will be that you know they're under pressure against Villa tomorrow. And then, as you said, the first leg against Chelsea on Tuesday. So it might take a little bit of pressure off some of those players. It might do, Clark, yeah. And, and I'm sure Michael Carrick will be saying, look, you know, it's it's almost a free hit. Everyone expects mm-hmm. you to, to lose. Get that underdog mentality, get that siege mentality. Um, and go and work hard and go and have a good go. And if you get chances, I mean, that's going to be the big thing for me. If they do get chances, they need to put them away. You know, they can't, they might only create two or three. Um, whereas in, in championship games, they might get four or five and, and yeah. still not score. I, I think they have to be clinical. You know, whenever you're playing a team above you in a different league if you create chances you have to put them away and that's the big difference for me the quality at the top end of the pitch you know when you get a chance more often than not you know they've got Ollie Watkins if he plays and gets a chance that you know more often than not he puts it away so um, it's a big game and it's an exciting one for everyone and it's just Corbett you know, done Iggy he's done alright mate he's um, he's obviously just come back from injury started the game he's got a, a <laughs> couple hasn't? of goals yeah yeah and uh, that's true um, <laughs> but he's yeah I mean there was something today I think Michael Carrick he got asked about will he be going out on loan absolutely not they need all the, all the firepower they can get and, and Josh has scored a, you know yeah. he's he's got he's himself got a, goals, a few he? chances he's, he's got a couple of goals and and he looks yeah. he looks like he's had a bit of a breather because he has you know he's he's had that injury uh, he's gone out the side he's, yeah. he's worked hard he's got back and, and looks a little bit fresh and, and you need him back because I think the upturn in form coincided with him being up front and suddenly they had a, a yeah. centrepiece where they could play the ball up to him and he could hold it up and, and he always works really hard you know always 100% that's what you get from him every single game he goes out and and he's the one sometimes you know if he gets a chance then he, he's got the composure yeah. to go and, and do something with it so well look at Tottenham when they played Tottenham in yeah, the cup when they played Tottenham yeah, 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 goal, of course that, yeah. he did and it was a great yeah. finish as well so Listen, they've, they've got a chance. I'm not saying they haven't got any chance at all. I just think it's going to be backs against the wall for spells of it. And then if they do create chances, they have to take them. Um, it's going to be a tough week for them this week. Um, but one that, you know, Clarkie quite rightly says, there's no pressure on them because nobody expects them. Um, nobody outside of, of Borough and, and supporters expects them to win those games. Um and it's a two-legged one against Chelsea as well. You know, semi-final of cup, always a yeah. a big game. Hopefully, you know, the atmosphere tomorrow will be electric and, and the atmosphere on, on Tuesday will be electric. So get the fans behind them, make it a noisy, hostile place like we've been talking about with, with Sunderland, Newcastle. And and you never know, but, you know, if I'm... I'll tell you what's an interesting fact for me, lads. Tell you what, both games tomorrow, there's no VAR, is there? No, thank God. No, with the with the no, home team I mean, scene and you know it's so you know sometimes the Premier League clubs I know they moan and groan about it, but they get so used to it, so they they always know that they've got half a chance of a if 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 there's a contentious decision that it's going to be looked at. Whereas mm. with Novar, it's just the, it, the referee being normal. It's his his eyes. It's oh. uh, the assistant guys as well. It's you know who are prone. They can make a, a mistake just like the players can. 
So, and I think sometimes the Premier League lads, they get used to having the VAR to try and get them out of a bit of trouble, mm. i.e. sometimes a bit of lazy defending or something. And they're yeah. hoping that, you know, they'll get an offside. Yeah. I think this, when, when you get these fixtures with um, Premier League clubs going to lower league clubs, whether that be Championship, League One, and they haven't got the... the the, the fallback sometimes of all, even though it's causing more controversy than it's helping, it it it, it can play games with people, you know. It can be. You can mm, say the same definitely. about the officials, though, Clark. You can't, yeah. If yeah, you yeah, get definitely. a Premier League official refereeing a game, suddenly he hasn't got VAR. Is he? Yeah. Is he different? Aye. Does he feel different about it? Mm-hmm. Does he feel like he hasn't got that Aye. safety net? That that. that no, that's a good point. If he makes a mistake, he can. So it's. You know, it might put a referee under a bit more pressure as well, mightn't it? A Premier League referee. Because yeah, I yeah. think what we're doing by having VAR is taking that judgment away from referees, that snap judgment <laughs> that they see something Definitely. and they go, right, boom, that's, that was that. And I don't think, we, I think we're going to, if we carry on the way we're doing it, I don't think referees will be able to make decisions that quick no more. We'll, we'll take that completely, that skill will be taken away from referees. Yeah, I mean the do- the Calvert Lewin one last night. I don't know if you've all seen it. I've seen it, it mate. Yeah, seen it was an absolute it. disgrace. How it's you can ridiculous. say that's a sending off, and we keep saying it. Everything in slow motion looks bad. Yeah. I could stop uh, a corner, every single corner, and at some point I'll stop it in slow mo, and someone will have their arm around someone else, and it looks like a rugby tackle. Yeah, yeah. that's a pen, then, Good. isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. Is it not a pen? So why why are we suddenly? given th- stupid decisions everyone when they've seen that in real time not one of the players said it was a foul not one of the the opponents complained about it being a foul no. the referee didn't give a foul yeah so how can that suddenly turn into a sending off yeah. no it just, it just wasn't Crazy, exactly it wasn't it's, it, I mean it's just and as, totally as Sean Dice was saying after the game I, I watched his interview and he's just saying He's totally confused. He's totally confused because he doesn't he doesn't understand the the, the laws because you know different things are happening and different things are uh, VAR decisions are going against them for various different things and you do uh-huh. you you start you even now when I'm watching games I'm thinking have I stopped realizing what the laws of the game are anymore because to <laughs> me that didn't look like a sending off or that uh-huh. didn't look like a penalty or whatever and you're thinking and they give it and you're thinking eh. Do I not understand the game anymore? You know, you're starting to question yourself. But then when you look at it, like you say, every every single time there's a Premier League game on where VAR's being used, there's controversy about something. And and that's not the that's not the reason it was brought in. It was to help referees. And it's like you you make a good point, Higgy. It's making I think it's making the referees um subconsciously lazy not lazy mm-hmm. and on purpose because they know uh, oh, I, can, I can do whatever I want you because Vol get yeah. us out of trouble and do you know what it's the same with the linesman Clarkie because they'll rather keep their flag down and let play go and then let VAR sort it out than yeah. if they see it and put their flag up straight away well they are told yeah. to do so, that now yeah so you can't it's it's ridiculous though they, so they but Dave they, that's, they, that's, that's, that's a bad one for me well, we've just seen an injury, you know, haven't we? We've just seen. We've just well, seen I was just, just, just going to say that. Yeah, I've just going to. I've been saying that for years. When they first brought that in, I know they've they've advocated it even more now with VAR over the last year or so. But when that first got brought in, about you know the the offside one, for example, if it's balls being hit over the top, don't flag until then a player goes after the ball and then it makes contact with an opponent. 
But what happens if someone gets injured? Just flag straight away and stop the game exactly. before any yeah. players get close to each other. Especially mm. if it's a, an obvious one. You know, someone's two yeah. yards offside, get your flag up straight away. You don't need to see yeah. who goes for the ball and who doesn't. Just get your flag no, get up. It. And totally but get there's it. a grey area all over, isn't there? It, it's, it, it's, you know, if they are told to keep the flag down, are they told to keep the flag down indefinitely? So if someone's five yards offside... Have they still got to keep the flag down when all the whole stadium can see what's going on? I think no. It's, it's, it, it's if it's tight. Is it if the it's close tight. ones, the tight ones. Because what they don't want to do is by flagging early and in making a mistake, he's yeah. already ruled the goal out, and you can't yeah. even VAR can't then reverse that decision. If it's tight uh-huh. and it's questionable, uh, let play go on because when it does come to an end, you know if a goal scored, they can yeah. then go back to VAR. So that's the skill that's going to be lost. That skill of judging the timing of the pass, the movement, the run, them marginal decisions that linesmen, are, by the way, they're brilliant at. You know, sometimes you look at stuff, won't you, and you'll say, oh, that was onside. But then when you look at it again and he's got his flag up, it's offside. And it happened that quick. It happens that quick. But they've been really good at, at stopping it. But now they don't have to bother. They don't have to bother doing anything. So I think that yeah. skill will be lost as well. And it's, you know, if you don't, if you don't use it, you lose it, don't you? So... So that's, that's what I'm mean. saying. You you make you make a great point about the referees. It, the, you know, the, because they haven't had to do it for so long, it could mm-hmm. be completely different for them tomorrow. Well, right. you can imagine all this new breed of ref coming through. All of your younger referees who are training now to become referees, they're going to be totally different referees to the ones that we were used to and the ones that are mm-hmm. reffing now. Well, we had Jeff Winter on the uh, on the Northeast Footy Breakfast Show uh, immediately after the the Sunderland Borough game, and and he said, "Don't ask me what handball is." He said, "I don't know." It's changed so much. <laughs> well, he's right. Oh, well, he hasn't changed then, has he? <laughs> <laughs> he listens to the show as well, so that's... Uh, you, you struck off the Christmas card list, Clyde. Uh, we've, got a, we've got a WhatsApp in from Alan in Borough, and it's, uh, it's for Higgy. Um, he's just saying, basically, considering the injury crisis that Borough's got, and obviously nice move Villa with uh, delaying the uh, the Finazzi's uh, signing uh, that he can't he can't play now against Villa tomorrow. Uh, but he's yeah. saying with the, the lack of players, you've got Villa in the third round of the FA Cup, you've got Chelsea in the semi-final first leg of the League Cup. Should we be taking it easier, take our eye off the ball really against Villa and focus on Chelsea? Is there any chance that will creep into the, the Borough minds? <sighs> It's a really good question because if you analyse both competitions, you've got more of a chance of getting in, even though it's over two legs, the final of the Carabao Cup, than you have getting right the way through the FA Cup. It's only the third round. Um, and the injuries are horrendous. You know, Borough have got horrendous injuries. Um, it'll be interesting to see what team he puts out, but I don't think he can he can weaken the side too much. He's, he'll obviously have an eye on what's, what's happening next week with the Chelsea game um, I think if I was him I would prioritise the Chelsea one but I'm not sure I'm not sure he's got that, that he'd have to be putting the kids in then he wouldn't he do well that's what I mean that, so I'm not sure he's got that luxury of being able to do that is, is what I'm trying to say so um, whilst I'm sure he'd love a squad that he, he could I don't think he's he's got one certainly not one fit enough that he can do that with and they're going to be two really tough games I mean what happens if they, they take a Tonkin tomorrow what sort of frame of mind would that send them into Tuesday knowing that they've got another Premier League team to play so it's a difficult one it really is um, I would prioritise the Carabao one but 
Listen, I don't think he's got that luxury, unfortunately. Okay. Predictions time, fellas. We've got a couple of minutes left. Who's going to start? Oh, we're going to start with the big game. What, Borough Higgy? Yeah, Borough Villa. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, I, I'm praying for a Borough win. I hope Borough... I think it's going to be a difficult one. And <sighs> Listen, my head is saying Villa by three. <laughs> my heart is saying Borough... Um, if they're going to get something out of the game, they're going to have to nick it 1-0. Okay. I'm going to give a result that neither club probably wants and going to be a 1-1 draw and a replay down in Villa. And Michael, Car- Michael Carrick and Unai Emery are going to be absolutely devoured. Another game to add to the already a congested season. Oh, dear. I'm laughing because I'm now thinking about Sutherland Newcastle, but we'll get on to that in a second. Daz, Borough Villa, what do you reckon? I'm going to go... I'm going to edge it with Villa, go 2-1 Villa. 2-1 Villa, so it's going to be tight. Okay then, we'll get Iggy out of the way on this one. Sunderland Newcastle Iggy, will it be a one-one draw and Newcastle will repaint a bar at the stadium alike for the replay? Yeah, I Listen, I think Newcastle will win it, and <laughs> I think they'll win St. James it comfortably. Sorry. Yeah, I think they'll win it comfortably. I think I'm going to go three-one. Jazz. Listen, I think I think it can go either way. To be quite honest, I think. You know, it's every game. Uh, at the end of the day, you've got to do the dirty side of the game at work to earn earn, earn the right to win a game. I think if Sunderland can can frustrate them, I think if Sunderland can can go about their business at their tempo, I think they'll edge it three two. Three two Sunderland. He's off his head, isn't he? Does. <laughs> <laughs> totally, mate. <laughs> Draggy. Uh, I think it's going to be a tough game. Uh, very hard fought but I think we'll come out 2-0 victors 2-0 victors the black and white well I'm not surprised you didn't agree with each other for this one um, <laughs> may the best team win and it's fantastic being a complete neutral watching from the outside in so uh, let's see what happens fellas but that's it you're done and dusted for another week uh, the big northeast derby happens tomorrow fellas enjoy it cheers good luck cheers, lads. Lads. Cheers, cheers, lads later all lads the best. all the best weekend. you too all the best Banter at its best across the northeast. It's the three legends. The tune, the red, and the cat.